Hello and welcome back to another episode of Turf Talk. My name's Louis Tomlinson, sat next to me, as per usual, is Jimbo Watson in a different studio today than the one we're normally in. Yeah, yeah, but that's not going to affect my opinions because the Cheltenham... Can you perform on a different course? Of course. Are you not like surname? I'm not like surname, I don't need a flat track. I will be galloping right to the line and thoroughly providing in-depth analysis on day three and day four of Cheltenham Festival. Yeah, you're going to be absolutely insufferable this podcast, some of the big winners you had on the Thursday and Friday, which is our, which is the days we're reviewing on today's episode. Uh, I mean, just two of the best days racing in a long, long, long time. The Thursday in particular was absolutely spectacular. Let's get stuck in. And the first race of the meet of the Thursday was the JLT Novices Chase round three between Lost in Translation and Deffy Desoy. And Deffy Desoy came out on top this time, cracking ride from Barry Geraghty to win the Grade 1 Novice Chase over two and a half miles, Jumbo. Very, very, very impressed with his performance. And I, I was in the Lost in Translation camp, we all knew that. I've, I've been a massive fan of Lost in Translation all season and he, his best just wasn't good enough and he was beat by a classy assault in Deffy Desoy and... I think that was an absolute cracking performance, giving a peach-perfect ride on what was a very J.P. Matt Manners-based day. I, th- I thought that Lost in Translation gave his running, he jumped magnificently out in front, and he just lacked for a bit of speed in the end, and I think a step up in trip in the future certainly beckons for Lost in Translation. Yeah, I mean, if if I'm honest, Jimbo, I know you're a huge fan of Lost in Translation, but... I probably I, f- I thought Deffy decided was a better hurdler than him. Yeah, and I, I just I, I think he's just a better chaser. That I, I mean the scores two one between them now. I know and Garrett he gave Deffy decided a better you know a cracking cracking ride and not to slate Robbie Power but I don't think he made as much use of us in translation as he. As I he think if he was to ride the race again he'd ride a lot differently. Yeah, yeah, def- yeah, definitely. But you, you, you could see we've lost in translation. The step up in trip that's that's meant to be happening with you next season. You think that'll benefit him massively, Jim? Yeah, I, I think the step up to three mile will certainly suit. I think something like the Labrooks Trophy would be understandably the correct option. Uh, and then that's a stepping stone to the Cheltenham Gold Cup, which I do think he'll stay three mile too thoroughly well and. I do think that he could be uh, a serious, serious Gold Cup contender next year. Yeah, I mean, what about Deffy de Soil then? Because he's a horse who I'm, I'm still not particularly sure what his best trip if best trip is. You know, whether you'd keep him at around two and a half and try and win a Ryanair, or whether you'd drop back in trip 
and, and go for the Queen Mother. Because I, I think he'd have won the Arkle if he'd have run in it. Yeah. I think he's a more likely Queen Mother candidate for next year than Duke de Genevra. Oh, there's also been talk of him, like you said, stepping up in trip and possible tilt at the King George. Yeah, I quite like that idea. I, I think a flat track, if he is going to stay, he'd stay in the King George. I think it's a track that allows a horse that's not as stoutly staying as the others to win over that distance. And I do think that it'd be interesting to go for a two-mile-five chase at Ascot or somewhere like that and then look on fur- furtherwards to possibly something like the King George or... There's, there's plenty of targets at Ascot over two mile four, which will definitely suit him two mile five. There's the Ascot chase later on in the season where he may have to take on surname again. Well, not again, but certain, the reigning champion surname, which would be, certainly be interesting to see. But Deffy de is a very, very nice horse, and I don't think we should underestimate this performance because it was one of the races of the festival, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, looking at Deffy Desai, how, how on earth was he beaten? Over 20 lengths by Layla at the start of the season. Because after, I mean, me and you were almost having a discussion where we thought he'd completely gone up the game. Because his, his senior hurdling campaign, I know he only ran twice and the whole hub stable was under a cloud. They, they, they weren't promising. And his chasing debut was atrocious. Awful. But the horse is still there. Hobbs has got him back to his best. And he's a really, really, really exciting candidate uh, for a number of races next season, really. There doesn't seem to be an obvious route to take with him, which I f- which is quite quite fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, s- seeing where he's going to go. Of the horses beaten, Mengli Khan was third. Good to see him show a little bit of sparkle again. He's probably not quite top class, but, you know... Th- th- you could see him picking up grade threes next yeah, season. Yeah, Cornell Oil Chase, races like that. You could probably see him pitching up in. And I, I know you thought Vindication ran a, ran a decent race back in fifth. Yeah, he, he looked like he was just tacked for a bit of speed, if I'm being honest. And I do think as well, the same as Lost in Translation, a step up to three miles would certainly suit him a bit better. He, he's been brought on progressively in smaller star races. And if you look back in his form, he beat Champ, which is fairly strong form. I do think Vindication is a very, very nice horse, but it's just a matter of how long before we find out that he's not actually that good. I don't. He's a class animal, but he might not be up to the highest level. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from there, Jimbo. That's it done for our JLT chat. The next race on the card was the Potemps Network final, the big handicap over three miles. Gamble landed. Sayada Burley, 4-1 favourite. Gordon Elliott, JP McManus, Barry Geraghty. I mean, cracking ride, Jim. Yeah, really, really good ride. And I think we were the only two people in the country who weren't on him because everyone fancied him and he duly obliged. I, I thought that he, Barry Geraghty gave him a cracker. I thought it was an absolute stunning ride. Uh, he was niggling away with him throughout the race and... That final hurdle, he, he winged the last and rallied up the running and beat, to be fair, who has run an absolute cracker, I think. He was, he'd was he been off the boil for a while now and he'd certainly come back to form. He was fancy for this race a couple of years ago and it's a nice story of the Welsh pub owning him and them all having a bit of a share of sharing him and it's 
really nice to see little stories like that on what was a really a, quite an emotional day three of Cheltenham and certainly one that th- these stories are certainly what makes the sport great. Yeah, 100% Jim, 100%. Because uh, he, he went on that mad winning run, didn't he, to be fair? Yeah. A, a couple of years ago and went on favourite for the attempts, seven or eight wins in a row, I think he was, he improved. What, 40-odd pounds that season? Just nabbed on the line. I mean, side of the railway was an obvious plot job and they've pulled one off. 10 out of 10 for Davy Russell. He managed to get him finishing six in a Potemps qualifier earlier on, earlier on in the season. And he is the unsung hero here because he has got him to win this race. Uh, the place tossers, the novices, not many left than Cuneo. They both look like nice types going forward, probably novice chasers next season. Yeah, really interesting run from Cuneo. Uh, maybe just didn't quite steer the trip. Uh, he travelled really well into the race and Rachel Blackmore gave him a picture of a ride and just wasn't quite good enough and not many left. Uh, travelled just as well as Cuneo and found more but probably was dis- slightly disappointing under pressure when the when the race finally got down to the nitty gritty because I thought he'd be a lot closer than what he'd finish. I think he'll, I, I think he'll be a chaser next season. I, I think he looks like this type to make up into a proper chaser. Yeah. And... Atois Phil came home in fifth. He's he's had a quite a decent season over hurdles this this year under the radar for the Grand National. You can back him at prices as big as eighties, which there are some horses, I say Don Pole, who are in much worse form at half the price. I mean, our Grand National preview will be out next week. We're having two separate episodes, a general preview of the meeting, and then the forty horse runner by runner preview for the big race. I hope you're all looking forward to that. Uh, Jimbo, there's another horse you'd like to give a mention to finished uh, further down the field Paddle your own canoe he, He's ran really well I thought here uh, Possibly Slightly too high in the handicap now He's rated 142 But he, he won a, a, a nice Potemps qualifier at Wincanton Beating Monbeg Theatre and wait for me And even Black Mischief was in behind And he's only 5 And possibly a little bit more Improvement to come He's got bits and pieces of form, and I won't, I won't rule him out yet. He he outran his odds at fifty to one, and he's a nice sort. So I think he he could improve further on in his career. Yeah, I I, I can see that, but I'm not quite sure whether he stayed. Yeah, myself, but back over a shorter trip, I can see him winning a good race. Side of Burley, he's probably going to have to be graded races the next time. Maybe the three mile or at the at the Punchestown Festival. I won't I won't rule him out though at that. I I really I rate him highly, and if he's sort of learnt a bit from that run last time, the step up to Grady Company will certainly suit. Yeah, I mean, it's the the previous two winners of this were both novices as well, and they'd they'd gone on to run well in Grade One novice company. I'm not quite sure whether Side of Burley, as a senior hurdler, will be able to make the step up. You know, there might not be as much improvement. But look, the winning distance was a neck. It was a lot more comfortable than that. Yeah. In really, you, you get the feeling, you know, Geraghty was only delivering him to do as much as he needed to do. Uh, possibly the story of the week, the Ryanair chase, Bryony Frost and Frodon, who's a horse who's turned up, you know, to all the big dancers this season, right at the start of the year, running in the Bet Victor Gold Cup, and he's held his form brilliantly, and he's now a Grade One winner at the Cheltenham Festival. I mean, he's come a long way from the horse who was absolutely spanked in this last season. Well, I think we're, we look 
uh, the first ever episode we did in here, and you really liked Frodon, and oh, I a said Frodon will be nowhere near in the Ryanair, and I was proved wrong, and it really didn't bother me, and it was great to see Briny Frost on the front of the newspapers because normally horse racing is on the front of the papers for all the wrong reasons, and this was one day the hour of Paisley Park and Frodon that will forever live in the memory of Cheltenham Festival history because she give fraud on an absolute peach of a ride and Balco uh, and sorry sub lieutenant hassled him the whole way around and that was the obvious game plan from Jiggingstown try and get uh, fraud on off his beat and he did not miss a single beat whatsoever and what a story what a ride what a horse and fraud on it was the right decision to go to the Ryanair and not the Gold Cup wasn't it yeah, completely. I mean, could you see him making up into a Gold Cup type last season, this season, next year? Poss- possibly. It'd be worth a crack, wouldn't it? Because he's won the Cotswold. Another year older. Yeah. Stronger stayer. Poss- uh, possibly. It'd be worth just having a throw at the dart now. He's won the Ryanair. Go for bigger things. Yeah. You're good, shout. Uh Look, he is just a smashing horse. Aso headed him up the road in, who's ran another cracker. He's a horse I've got a lot of time for, is Aso. Uh, Frodon's attitude and jumping is just first class. Bryony gets, and not just Frodon, Bryony's a master at getting horses into a rhythm. But also, if you think about it, it I, again, I don't like to call them female jockeys, and I just refer to them as jockeys yeah. now. But if you look at the way that the female jockeys get the rhythm in the horses, if you look at the ride that we'll talk about later, Sarah Delac, Lizzie Kelly, yeah. jumping beautifully. One of the jumping performances of the festival, Manella Indoor, Rachel Blackmore. Bryony's rode fraud onto perfection there. Uh, a horse, Rachel Blackmore's ride that's just escaped me, that won, that it's your fit, Aplutard, jumped magnificently. They managed to get them into these rhythms and maybe it's they've got softer hands, maybe it's just the way they ride or maybe I'm just talking rubbish. But the women jockeys seem to get them into the rhythm a lot easier and jump a lot better for them. Finally, finally, after almost six months of podcast, Jimbo Watson finally admits that he talks rubbish. <laughs> Not that much rubbish. No, I can't. I can't the thing is, I'll, this is the only podcast I can't bully you for. Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, throw it on absolutely cracking horse. Third, fourth, and fifth. Road to respect, Monoly under so. And Balco would have flowed back in seventh. Footpad was eighth. Burst I mean, of blood vessel, footpad. I'm willing to not gone right for him at all this season. It's been quite disappointing to see. It's been atrocious. And maybe next year might be his year. I'm sorry. Look, I I can understand he's broke a blood vessel, and yeah, there was you know he fell. He travelled really well, and he just found nothing. He's been being by simply Ned. I'm I'm willing to willing to allow that. How 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 Min, Min got beat by simply Ned? I know, but how how many times? Are we going to look for excuses for footpad? I'm, I'm still in the footpad camp. I still think there's life under that bonnet, and I think he's a serious animal. Balco de Flo looks absolutely gone at the game, won this race last year, but has not run anywhere near his best. I was disappointed with the way the tactics on Underso. I thought they'd go off a furious gallop with him and try and hassle uh, Fraud on him. They restrained him a bit, and that's not the that's no, not that's Underso. Not what riding. That's not Underso's way of going, and. Um, I was disappointed with that 
because uh, we are we bought you especially love earned us oh, all yeah. but he's certainly a horse that is one of the most consistent in the in the over the years. Well, wasn't this was only the second time he's ever been out of the first two, <sighs> and he wasn't. I look, it's rich for me to slate Paul Townend and Willie Mullins. They've probably got it a little bit wrong yeah. this time on on not letting Underso do what he does best. Mm. Uh, road to respect and Monolee. <sighs> Good horses. Are they a bit hard to place now? Are, are they always likely just to find one or two better than them at the top level? Yeah, um, I was disappointed with Monolee. I thought Monolee would go very close here. Yeah, I, I thought the, everything looked to be in his favour. I thought I thought the right right decision was to go to two mile four instead of three miles in the Gold Cup, and I thought that he would have finished very very close. And sadly, he just doesn't quite have that class. Uh, so Monolee's a nice horse, but. Probably just lacking at the top grade one level. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably a fair shout. And road to respect, uh, I think he's got closer here than he would have done in the Gold Cup. But again, grade one horse, m- more of a Watford than a Man City. Yeah, you use that analysis so many times, but I think I'm completely. I, I, you know, I, I can't think of anything of anything better. Yes, he is. He is a top class horse. He's right. He's right that he's at the top level, but he's just not the cream of the crop, not quite the cream of the crop. But again, look, he's he's he's. It's very often road to respect runs a bad race. Mm, I know. Just looking. Sorry, not very often. Just looking through his form figures: three, two, three, one, three, four, one, two, one, 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 two. He's. What's he's, he officially rated? About one hundred and sixty-eight. One six nine. One six nine. So you can basically set your clock by him. Yeah, he's he's ultra consistent, and you'll always get a run for your money. Yeah, I mean, possibly the story of the season as well. Big improver and a big plot landed by the podcast. Come on, the boys, thirty-three to one. We were all on Paisley Park wins the stairs. Oh, goosebumps! I I I have never shouted so loud at a TV screen in my life. Uh, Paisley Park absolutely hoses up and that was a magnificent performance. I thought Paisley was beat. Did you? No, because he's, he's all, look at him, he's running the cliff, he's strong up the hill. He is, he, he always hits that flat spot like the traditional stayers doing, like for example, big bucks. But I, he got a crack just going around the bend and I thought, oh no. And then there was a a wall of horses in front of him who were not allowing him a single bit of room but Aidan Coleman galvanised him grabbed him to the outside rail and he absolutely flew home and he smashed through the second line uh, through the last sorry didn't he he, oh, he, he, may, he Aidan Coleman said after the race if he rode it again he would have just probably sat behind Sam Spinner and then pounced because he does absolutely nothing in front he says he pricks his ears and wa- wanders around but I, I, breathtaking performance and great for Emma Lavelle second grade one now w- with this horse and Aidan Coleman I still can't believe that this is Aidan Coleman's only second grade one and such a great story for Andrew Gemmell because that's what makes racing yeah th- that, that's just a man who's loving life yeah. you know n- not being not being dealt the easiest of hands really being blind since birth but he's just a man who's just loving life and making the most of it and he's owned well 
the winner of one of the championship races at the festival. I mean, of the beaten horses, Sam Spinner back to form, great to see. Cracking, Joe Oliver gave him a cracking ride, that's what he needs to do, get him out in front, get him jumping, and he, I thought Faheen was cruising all over him, you were a massive fan of Faheen. Oh, I think everyone, everyone who likes racing is a Faheen fan. Yeah, and I he, I thought Faheen was going to canter all over him, and Sam Spinner ground it out and ran an absolute cracker, and I was, I was a, a bit disappointed with... Super Sunday, I thought Super Sunday would be more up closer than finish seventh, which is perfectly valiant. But can't, can't we just can't we just put a line through that Super Sunday just doesn't stay three miles. Just doesn't stay three miles. Well, you know, we, 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 we had suspicions of it I'll coming look, into the race, and I think the evidence now overwhelmingly suggests he's nowhere near at his best over three miles. No, it was a furiously run stays hurdle as well. It, it really brought stamina to the. Yeah. table and it, that certainly suited Paisley Park and I do think that in seasons to come Paisley Park could win three of these oh yeah well who's going to beat him who's going to beat him next year Manella Indo <laughs> although he's he's built like we'll, both, we'll talk, we'll talk about him later I can't see I can't see anything coming out of you know there's nothing obvious coming out of the pack I mean look he wouldn't have been an obvious winner no. You know, 12, 12 months ago, if we were talking about Penhill, we were going, who's going to stop him? There's going to nothing's coming out of the pack, obviously, because Paisley Park was pulled up in the potato race. Yeah. But, look, he, he could dominate the division for years to come. I, I That first time I watched him and I backed him at Aintree, he'd been in my tracker since he'd won that nice race at... Uh, if in his second, sorry, in that race at Warwick, behind Mr Whips, yeah. and he flew home. He hit the flat spot again, and Warwick's a tight track, and I thought he's going in the tracker, and he won. I think he won a won a race uh, early season at Aintree, and I can't believe he was given a mark of 140. That's an absolute steal. And then he progressed again to win what was the Betfair Exchange fixed brush, and then he went and won the JLT, and it's one of the best stories in racing and will go down as probably one of my favourite horses of all time and and uh, to, to get 25 to 1 anti-post on him was my proudest achievement in life ever wow wow big big words there from Jimbo I mean for his 11 and he's he's, he's run a cracker he's run an absolute cracker Um but Pom will go chasing next season as well, and he's a, he's a type to make up into the sort of horse who could be winning an RSA next year. Yeah, but Pom's been solid all season without really he's winning. He's not spectacular, is he? But he, he won at Otoil in, in June, and that was it, wasn't it? And he's finished second and third there and thereabouts. He finished second to presenting Percy, and there's bits and pieces of form, and uh, I, I like Bapom, and next season he, he might improve significantly for fences. Yeah. I mean, speaking of horses who've had a brilliant season, what an absolutely top-class year Cyril Delac has had. The winner of the Brown Advisory in Merribel. Stable plate, to give it its full name, the handicap over two and a half miles. Lizzie Kelly on board. It's two two Cheltenham Festival victories for her now. Two seasons in a row. Cyril Delac has won six of his last seven. He's been an absolute superstar. And just a horse with a first-class attitude who gets out in front, jumps, 
and he doesn't want to be passed. Yeah, he's defied all odds here uh, of horses that win the trials races on Cheltenham Trials weekend and then go to the festival and go and win. And Lizzie Kelly has given Sir Odalak an absolute peach of a ride here. And I'm very, very impressed with this performance. He's not done anything wrong this season. And, uh, and obviously, you never know another season. Put him away for the season now and... Do you think a step up in tripping into higher graded races and certainly beckon? Oh yeah, he'd have to be worth he'd have to be worth a worth a crack at it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to have a look at the amount he's what what his OR has improved from. He, he won his first start of the season at Newbury, which is a class three. Lizzie Kelly took three off. He won that off a mark of one two three. He's won this off one four one. So serious improvement, and he'll be up another five or six for this surely. You know, improving a minimum of £25 this season. But he's just a really, really, really likeable horse. And Janica has run a cracker in second. He's a little... Oh, I can't... He's infuriating, Janica. Has he? He's bumped into one three times. His form, his form is wrong. He's bumped into Hell's Kitchen the first day, who's since come out and finished fourth in the champion chase. And then he's been beaten... Not by far giving weight to Sir Delac the last twice. I just don't think his head is in the game properly. I think the application of cheek pieces or a hood would suit him a lot more. He just doesn't look like he puts in his full 100%. He's been, he's been beaten by... His three stars, he's been beaten by two of the best handicapped horses in the country. Mm, um, I think he could have passed Sir Delac both days. And I'm... I, I, I don't even... I, I think two miles for Janica. I'm not quite sure two miles suit. I, I'd be interested to see Janica run over two miles. I I wouldn't rule out Janica running in the Queen Mother next year, championship. Wouldn't you? I mean, it's gone... I'd, I'd love to see him in a graded race. I, either entry or sand Because they go a certain... Go a clip and he'd settle nicely. Yeah, um, you see, the, the one thing I'd have in my mind is the the Oxy Chase, the new race over 2.6. Yeah. At Sandown, that's a grade two. I think that had played to his strengths. He, yeah. he, he, he ran in this off a mark of one five six again. It's a, it's a tough thing to do, man. Mm. Lump lump round a weight that big in in a handicap as competitive as this, especially when it's one of the ones where the fancied runners have all come to the fore. And we've seen that the top weights in these handicaps can progress into Grade One winners, as we, as we talked about Froden earlier on. Yeah, completely. Spirit of the games are naming and Kernock third and fourth. Uh, say money came for both of them. Spirit of the games is is just a solid mid one forties chaser. And again, Eamon and Kernock, just a horse that I really like, and I'm sure there's a big one in him, a big one in him somewhere. I'd love to see him drop back down to two miles. I think he's got a hell of a lot of pace. Uh, anything in behind that you'd like to mention, Jim? I'd just like to give a mention to Booth Royal who's now Ben Haslam's JP McManus. He was with Nickel, uh, Paul Nichols, but he's now run at every single Cheltenham Festival since 2015. Wow. Yeah, didn't he used to have the, uh, the Sylvie Narco Conti colours? The Sullivan Bloodstock colours. Uh, he finished second in the Fred Winter behind Quilando. Uh, also, also, he was second in the Close Brothers behind Bally Alton. And... He was third behind Rotor Respect and Baron Alco in the Browns Advisory. And no, he finished sixth in this. 
and festival form stacks up and he's a horse that's so likeable he's a bit of a monkey but when he gets his head in the game he's a, he's a serious animal and great for Ben Haslam because he, he, he's a trainer who needs to get more support and JP McManus is certainly giving him more because he's quite a well I, I think he's a very very good trainer yeah yeah good shout but a, a good win for Lizzie Kelly and Sarah Delac who's a horse who was who is just the sort of horse who makes you enjoy racing horses with top attitude and he clearly loves it as much as his jockey his jockey does uh the dawn run mare's novice hurdle jim it's not a race that i'm i'm particularly fond of if i'm honest he's been there for four years and willie mullins has won it he's certainly dominated four, in yeah it. four years in a row not with the one you'd have expected though this time eglantine de soy what a pronunciation onglantine de soy Onglatine. Onglatine. Eglantine. Onglatine. Onglaterra. That's how I pronounce it. Emmett Kennedy's back here <laughs> in the studio. Big Jimbo Watson butchering the French horses. 50 to 1. Beating Hurdle's debutant concertista at 66s. Third placed Tintangle at 40s. I mean, well done to any one of them who's got the tricast. Uh, I hope you're enjoying life listening to Turf Talk on your private island. <laughs> I mean, it, and do you know what, mate? It's not a race I, I say I have particularly strong views on. I've kind, I had kind of had a free bet, so it went on Epiton as the favourite. But I guess you, I guess if you were to take a proper look at it, you could have made a case for the winner, despite it being fifty to one. Could you? Twice raced, winner at Sligo on a first start. And then third behind Aramon and Triplicate on her only other run. You know, and Aramon, Aramon ran well in, in the, the Supreme. Supreme. She was only beaten a length and a half by him um, um, at least Stowell. So a, a form went through that. She shouldn't have been 50s. Yeah, I, yeah, good, good point. And also, the, the news broke after the race for Noel Feely that this was going to be his last ever Cheltenham Festival and he's retired the weekend as we were recording this before at Newbury where he, he finally he, he bowed out with a winner with getting the queue which was cracking to see and Noel Feely growing up was the main jockey who I remember he, my my horse and my childhood was all based around Rock on Ruby and he was the pilot aboard aboard Rock on Ruby and he is one of my favourite jockeys one ever of, one of the top class I, I just think yeah, he. I mean, just top class, just one of the from, first rate. From what I've heard in in, cool in interviews and everything, he seems like a genuinely nice person. He'll speak to whoever if they want to speak. He'll sign an autograph. He just seems like a top top man, and the game will certainly miss him riding at these big festivals. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, look, it's not a race I have much interest in. If I'm honest, I'm, I'm not particularly sure. You know what it adds to the Cheltenham Festival. I, I, look, I know it's good to trying to extend the mayor's program, but it, it's it's a whole new discussion for another day whether whether it's out of place really at Cheltenham. You know, stick it st- stick it at Sandown or summer on EBA final day. Yeah, something like that. You know, give give one of the poorer weekends of the calendar a little bit more pizzazz. You know, like last last Saturday up at Kelso. You know, a race like that would be their biggest race of the year. Yeah. And it's not one that takes particular interest. I think if you were to look at the uh, betting turnover, 
I think it was I think it was twenty eighth out of twenty eight. Yeah. In terms of betting turnover. But well done to Eglantine Desai who might might be quite a nice one. You know her form her form stacks up and look she shouldn't have been fifties. Concertista as well, second at the Cheltenham Festival on the Hurdles debut, could be a nice mare to follow. Uh the Kim Muir. I've 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 coined a group of horses, JP's four horses of the apocalypse. Because they do my head in. Campiador, Squatter, Move with the Times, and any second now, but he's, he's got to be three horses now, because any second now has gone and won something. He's ruined my little joke. He's ruined my little joke, but any se- he, he's been banging on the door. He's always supported. You know, he, he's always looked like the sort of horse who's had one of these in him, and it's finally come to fruition. Der- Derek O'Connor's given him an absolute peach of a ride, and I know I've said that so much today, but he has made this horse win. I know that's a stupid statement to make, but he has coaxed him into the race almost. He's tri- he's just launched him at the last, and he's flown it. And you've got to say, kill Philham Cross, give him a run. And if you look at Alex Edwards' the last three rides, he finished second in the Kim Muir, he won the Fox Hunters, and he's won a, a, another Hunter Chase the other day. He's He is a jockey who's seriously in form, and kill Philham Cross, I, I didn't really rate him in the race I didn't even really know he was running and he went off 7-1 to one and a he, he was a slight he, he'd kind of been put up as a little bit of a plot job hadn't he because his owner trained him Yeah, I can't remember his name and then he was sent to sent to a Henry Oliver it, it, you know a couple of weeks prior to the race and a couple of shrewd people had kind of made note of that saying oh we've got this random man who's now given his horse to a proper trainer. C.N. Kellett. Chris Kellett, yeah, that's his name. Chris Kellett, and he's put, yeah, and he's kind of, a, a fair few people I'd seen on social media had kind of made note of that and thought, hmm, is this a bit of an improve, you know, one that, one that we've waited for Cheltenham to improve for. The Young Masters had a good year. Yeah. He finished third. Good to see him back to form. I hope he gets in the Grand National. He probably won't. I'd, I'd like to see him do that and any others you'd like to give mentions to Jim? Creeve Hill's on a cracker he was in front and then got past but stayed on modestly well in, in the last last half of the race and there's, this race was a really interesting race to watch it all happened, I was all over measure of my dreams and I managed to get some form of 10 to 1 two weeks before the, the festival and then he was smashed in at one stage measure of my dreams was going off five to two which was the most ridiculous bet ever and then he, he drifted back into three to one sky pirate has also run away run a cracking race i just don't think he he stayed as well as the rest and captain chaos filled sixth place and he's ran well as well he's had a good season he was on captain chaos and the young master and I, I was happy with both of their performances uh Moving on from the Thursday, on to the Friday. Approaching the last, Paul Townend on album photo, and he's safely over and drawing away. Four or five lengths to Bristol to May, then Annabelle Fly, Native River, and Clanders Opo, and stretching out up the hill, it's album photo, Annabelle Fly is staying on well, but no photo required. Album photo wins the Magnus Cheltenham Gold Cup. Annabelle Fly closing well. Moving on now from the Thursday, on to the Friday and 
to say that Thursday was almost a perfect day in terms of racing. It got everyone on such a high. The Friday started with such a low with Sir Eric, obviously suffering that horrendous fatal injury in the triumph. Just, I mean, the best flat horse to go over jumps for some time and he looked like he was going to be as good as it was and he's a huge, huge, huge blow to the spot. It, it was a big knock. First thing on uh, Friday afternoon, it was it was devastating, really. It sort of took away from one of the best days of racing of the season, seeing a horse go out like that. Oh, it's just saddened. It's the worst po- it was the worst, the worst possible start. It's one of the ones where you, where, where you see it and you immediately feel sick to your stomach, really, mm. don't you? You immediately feel sick and our sympathies go out to JP McManus and Joseph O'Brien and everyone connected. Because he could have even had such a big future on the flat as well. Yeah, still an entire as well. He, you know, he did have the potential to be an absolute game changer. Mm. You know, a, a horse who could mix flat and jumps at a high level and then go on to stud. It 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 it, it was just the cruelest, cruelest, cruelest blow. Uh, Pentland Hills, though, was was the winner of the triumph, and uh, I mean, the, the the shine of the race was obviously taken off it, but he did it well, Pentland Hills. Very, very impressive. Uh, I thought, I've bought the wrong one. That's what I was thinking in the final furlong. I've bought Miranda instead of Pentland Hills. What am I doing? Uh, at the start of the season, I compared form between Miranda and Pentland Hills. I thought Pentland Hills, 74 rated, shouldn't really improve. Chris Wall on the flat. Hmm. Do we go for Miranda with a nice flashy four wins from seven runs in France, including a listed race? Likes good to soft ground and run between one mile four. No, we'll go Miranda. Well, obviously, that's now a stupid mistake, as I could have had a Cheltenham Festival winner. Well, I mean, he almost got rid of Nicol at the first. Yeah, he, he tried his best. He really did. Uh, his his speed towards the end of the race was unreal. It was almost uh, the same as Band of Outlaws. That turn of pace in the last final furlong is what set them better than the rest, and I, I can take nothing away. I'd quite like to see Pentland Hills versus Band of Outlaws at Aintree. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, an, inter- it'd be an interesting one, that. It really would be... Uh... Well, we were just talking about Nico, who was leading rider at the festival. I don't think there's too many around better than him at the minute. Yeah, I, I do think Nico, Harry Cobden, Sean Bowen. I think Sean Bowen's a fantastic winner, and he went to the festival without a winner. Good riders in themselves who ride over in England. And I, I think that we've got some very good up-and-coming young jockeys. Although Ireland always have a strong set of Irish young jockeys, come through the ranks. I, I, I think that we're very solid in the jockey department. Yeah, it's, it's just cool, isn't it? You, you never see Nico panic on a horse. Never see him panic. Uh, beaten horse, the Gardens of Babylon home in third. There was quite a, there was a fair bit of each way support for him on the day. He He's solid. Him. He almost halved in price yeah. before the off. And he, he ran a cracker. He sort of made up for connections after the devastating loss during the race. And... Of course, Sublime, you tipped him up. You fancied him for the Fred Winter. Oh, he'd have absolutely hosed up. And he'd have absolutely hosed he's up. He's run an absolute cracker here. And you you were a big fan of Kade Estan because he's not done a lot wrong this season. So I think this race, 
I've been looking forward to seeing Pentland Hills run again, but barring than that, it's a weak year this year. Uh, I, I don't know how much we can say that. Coast Sublime provides a pretty decent form line. I think it's Maddie went off 20s. Yeah. If I'm if I'm honest, uh, the, the the thing the thing because he he'd run against senior hurdlers on his on his last previous. Did start, he run against he? the flying sofa? No, he. Pentland it, Hills ran against the flying oh, sofa. Pentland Hills did, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Curse Sublime's last run was in a, a, a practice was in a Grade Three apart Navin uh, Red Mills Trial Hurdle, which the Rasso won. Uh, Who's since come out and frank the form yeah, on the fences? Yeah, but but we we already had a fair level of form. He finished ahead of Far Class that day. Yeah, and 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 that form like that it would already normally be good enough to you know to win or at least place in a triumph, which is what Close Sublimes did. I think it's Maddie went off twenties. Do we think that the triumph hurdle is a race that we should take with a pinch of salt because these flat horses coming over jumps aren't always trustworthy? Hendo's good at it, isn't he? He improves him. He won a champion hurdle with Punjabi, who was a bang average flat horse. Mm. You know, Hendo's a man. Look, we don't really know with with this bunch. Uh, history would tell you to err on the side of caution, wouldn't it? it, it juveniles tend to struggle. You know, uh, in in their next campaign, although the reigning champion hurdler is a five-year-old, Espar Dallon. Obviously, he didn't run in the fire uh, in the triumph last season due to injury. I, I guess Curse Sublime kind of gives us a fair enough form line as to where where they stand. Yeah. Uh, at this moment in time, look, they're all potentially improvers. I, I don't think it was a vintage race, but I don't think it was an awful triumph either. Yeah. I think it was better than last season's. Do you think? A hundred percent. Curse Sublime's already beaten Farkas. Yeah. Uh. The Randox Health County Handicap Hurdle, the next race on the card. And again, we've been talking about this multiple times on the podcast. The trends, the good horses are coming to the top. And it's Chitabello who managed to get down to a mark of 146, a former Scottish champion hurdle winner, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, a horse who's been around in races like this for a long time, beating the top weight, we have a dream. County Stafford, Whiskey Sour Forth. Uh, it's one of the races of the festival for me always a county hurdle I, I love my you know quick two mile handicap hurdles mm. uh, and it's 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 provided a winner and I, I, I was glad to see Chitabello back on the big stage yeah uh, thoroughly deserved it 14 month plan in yeah. the waiting and Dan Skelton has a fine knack of getting the winner of this race we saw last year in Mahayad and superb story and superb you. story two years ago it, he's he knows how to win this race and he said 14 months ago after the disappointing Cheltenham champion hurdle he said we'll get this horse right for the county hurdle and I thought just imagine if he hadn't finished second last time out and he, he went up three pound for finishing second imagine how far he would have won by here if he hadn't gone up that extra three pound he would have absolutely smashed the field, and he's 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 won well, but he would have, could have won even better. Yeah, look, he, he's he, he. I think it's fair to say he's he's not lost any of his ability to Tabello. He 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 had found life harder in the good races. You know, he he ran in the champion hurdle last season. I, I remember I, I backed him to beat the new one when the new one went at the at Haydock. Haydock in the champion, champion hurdle trial. trial, 
and I thought Chitabella was cantering all over him. He jumped the last in front, and then the new one did what the new one did, and ran him close home and just nabbed him. And Dan Skelton said after after the race, after that, that knocked him. That was a massive blow. He he completely went out of himself. And then you can see in his form, he's obviously taken a dip. He after the Aintree run where he finished second, he had a a soft pallet wind operation, and that's obviously worked the hella good and a thoroughly cracking performance. Yeah, beaten horse of Jimbo, we have a dream top weight. He's a good horse. He's a good horse. He's not quite champion hurdle quality like we thought he might be at the start of the season. But second in a county hurdle off top weight, that's that's up there with the best of his runs. And that and that once again goes to show that the handicapper needs to stop smashing these giant hurdle horses. Yeah. And and juveniles because they they well, never go isn't Penton Hills rated like 157 or something ridiculously high like that he's three pounds I think of classical dream oh behave it's it's behave it's ridiculous and they're never going to win another race off that if they're not good enough for graded level then they've got absolutely no chance of coming back and firing after that and one five two's slowly workable. Well, he's going to go up for finishing second in this. Yeah, and it's but it's sort of problems. He won the more battle hurdle at Kelso, which you know it wasn't it wasn't a great race, but he won he won that up at Kelso prior to finishing second here, and you could kind of see we have a dream making his mark felt in races maybe like the international hurdle next season. Yeah, you that, know that'd what I mean. Be main target really. Yeah, that th- th- those sort of grade two races, like you said, the champion hurdle trial, you know, races like that. Shouldn't shouldn't be out of his reach. Whiskey Sour finished fourth. He went off favourite. I, I could see him stepping up in trip. Yeah, good run, but he he probably two two and a half is where his future lies. Uh, List was fifth. He's just been bang 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 there in. You were gonna say bang average. I was gonna right? say bang average, but he's he's been solid all season. Yeah. I'm gonna, that, that's what I was thinking. I want to say bang solid, but bang solid isn't a phrase, is it? I've just invented that. Bang solid. Yeah. That's not a phrase, no. No, it's not. If it was, it'd apply to Lisp. He's really consistent and he's a horse I've got a lot of time for. And Countista crept in at the bottom uh, for JP finishing third. Uh, is she mare? That's what I'm just thinking. I think Lisp is a mare. No, Lisp, Lisp, is, a, Lisp is a gelding. Countista, I think he's a mare. Copious amounts of googling. Lisp is a mare. Lisp uh, is a no. Countess is a mare. Yeah, Countess is a mare. Yeah, I thought she was. So th- there's that. Lisp is a gelding. Just, yeah. just to clear that up. Sorry, sorry for the delay, but yeah. yeah. So there's that race over two and a half. Uh, two and a half at Cheltenham listed mares handicap hurdle. Uh, at, at the last Cheltenham meeting of the season, I could see Countess going well in that. I don't think she'd be. Uh, you know, I don't think the step up in trip would harm her at all. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be with you there. And as, as run a cracker here, to be honest, a horse I backed in the race, and I didn't think it'd run. Monsieur Lecoq ran an absolute cracker, I thought. Uh, he finished 11th. He, he 10th, did. sorry. He did. But he unshipped Lizzie Kelly going down to the start. Uh, everything really went wrong, and there was serious money for him. He would have won the Imperial Cup. He just hit the front too soon. And that's nothing against Chester Williams, but is he is he one for next season? You think races like the Greatwood or the? I, I think he could take a massive step forward next year. This was a cracking run, I thought, after backing up only five days uh, between each run, and he he saw he was held up, and then the horses from the back never came through, 
And then he rallied well on the flat on the running, and he impressed me because I thought, geez, he's, he's done well to finish 10th. And I know that's not a good thing to say, but I, I'd keep Monsieur Lecoq on side. Yeah, that's a, that's a very, very, very fair shout. Uh, I think that's it for the county hurdle. Do you mind anything you want to add? No. Well, we move on now to the Albert Bartlett and one of the biggest prize winners of the week. And have we got done? We got done the podcast plot. Commander of Fleet, eight to one. Lump on best bet of the week. Oh God, he's beaten them all apart from one of them. Manella Rindo, Rachel Blackmore, and Henry de Bromhead breaking his maiden in a Grade One at Cheltenham. How could you see of seeing that coming, Jimbo? I, I couldn't see it coming whatsoever. And, and at the time, I took the races in. Oh, 50 to 1 as well. You won't do that again. And then I've watched the race multiple times back. And this has been the race I've probably analysed the most. And jumped beautifully. And has a beautiful chasing pedigree. And looks an absolute giant. So I think in time, fences will certainly suit. Finished far lengths behind a lower, a lower which... It's not a bad thing. Uh, Aloha was fancied for this race, eight to one in the end, and and I, I think Manella Indoor is a serious animal, and I do think in in years to come, she, he could be Gold Cup quality. I'm just absolutely sickened by it. I'm absolutely sickened by it. The, this this was a big field in a twenty runner race, or something like that. Absolutely sickened. I love Commander of Fleet. I was so happy. So happy he's beaten them all. Beaten all the ones I was worried about. Apart from the 50 to 1 maiden who's come from absolutely nowhere. Look, I, I guess you could kind of have given him a half squeak if you fancied Alaho, who's finished third here as well for uh, Willie Mullins and Cheveley Park. I, I, nothing at that Clonmel run said that Manella Rindo was going to be able to turn the yeah, table. Yeah, but. So. I've I had a good dig into Manila Indoor's form and that amateur the bumper race at Punchestown some horse passageway would have been sadly passageway died but uh, City Island was second the Ballymore winner and Clarendon Street was in fourth now Clarendon, Clarendon Street's in with Nicky Henderson is this is this a, in one of his points in, no in a bumper is it yeah and that form is really strong I think. Second City Island and fourth Clarendon Street, who I think has got a massive future. So I, I do think Manila Indoor is going to be a pretty decent individual in years to come. Yeah, I'd 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 keep him on side. I think he's a really nice prospect. I still think Commander of Fleet's a, a lovely, lovely, lovely horse. Didn't do a thing wrong, and he's just been caught out, you know, by one who's given a cracking ride from the front by Blackmore as well. Uh, Commander Fleet should be a lovely staying chaser in the future, and again, it just I just really like the way he goes about his business. The, 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 there, there was a lot of, I mean, again, barring Manila Rindo, who the market kind of discounted, the right ones were at the front. Yeah, Commander Fleet second, Alaho third, Dicky Diver fourth, Liz Nagar Oscar fifth, Devin Ross sixth. I mean, it is pretty much barring the winner, the rest of the first six home were pretty much the ones you'd have thought would have been there or thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, Which, to me, means the race has substance. Yeah. Uh, Dicky Diver, I think, has got a massive future. Got to be a proper staying chaser, isn't and he? And he certainly just needs to learn to jump. He needs to learn to jump a hurdle. Maybe he might respect a fence a, a little bit more. But 
he had the profile that wouldn't really suit an Albert Bartlett winner. You need to be almost seasoned, hardened. Yeah. And he'd had flashy form with a second and a first at Chepstow. I think Dickie Diver's got serious. Well, we're seeing that. Manella, Manella Rindo doesn't fit the profile of a normal potato race winner. No. He's only had two starts over hurdles prior to it, and he'd been beaten in them both. Yeah, so I, I think Dickie Diver is a serious horse to come through. And Les Nagar Oscar's run solid, probably just bumped into this year. Like, the first... Like, you could see Manila Indo, Alaho, and Dickie Diver. They don't have the normal profiles for this race. And you could say Les Nagar Oscar was screaming out for this sort of race and has possibly just bumped into a couple that are just slightly too good. Yeah, that's I think. I, I like Les Nagar Oscar, but I, I don't think he's probably going to be a grade one horse. The first four all could be. And... In in what's quite an unusual turn of events for the Cheltenham Festival, I wouldn't be surprised if this year's potato race ended up being the best of the novice hurdles. Yeah, because you you haven't really seen them to the best effect, but in that race, I think you, you, very you, strong. You can get some strange strange winners of the potato race, and it, the form doesn't always stack up well, particularly just look at well. P- Paisley Park was eleventh, I think, well beaten in last year's potato race. Yeah, and this year's this year's stays hurdle winner. Yeah, but. I, I, I really like the form of that, and I think almost all of the first five home are horses with big, big, big futures. I mean, the next race, the main one of the week, the Magnus Cheltenham and Gold Cup. I mean, Jimbo Watson tipping him. Oh, what? look at the little smug smile <laughs> on his face. <laughs> Since... Since before Christmas, I've been all over Alboom Photo, and he's almost been in a forgotten horse. And everyone remembers him for last season, running out, taking Finian's Oscar out, Paul Townsend having a moment of madness. No, that's not why I remember him, because he fell over when presenting Percy was spanking him. Oh, I, I... I I love Alboom Photo. I've never... I, I was in the pub watching the Cheltenham Gold Cup, and... I think I was the. I'd say there was about all the drinks were on Jimbo after Paisley Park. I think a hundred people were in there, and I think I was the only one. But everyone else had at least backed something else, and I was the only one in album photo. And I was like, I was the only one shouting because everyone else, most of people were on Clandis Ovo, and I absolutely rode the house down. He's he, he was given a very clever ride. He he started. I I can't stop watching the Cheltenham Gold Cup, and. He was held up in rear, and then he absolutely just overtook them. And I, I don't understand how. It was almost as soon as Invitation Only fell, which was very sad. Yeah. Uh, he he almost just overtook them all on the outside, and then f- sort of flew through the race. And then coming round the bend, I thought, geez, he's got so much left in the tank. And he jumped the second last, and he's screwed over it almost it was a funny looking jump and then he stayed on well Annabelle Fly was flying at the finish and certainly the Grand National looks a serious serious challenge for him uh, in the upcoming weeks because he's what price is it I think you can get tens tens yeah tens on Annabelle Fly and that's a cracking bet Uh, so I'm really really impressed with Alboom Photo and he's gone from strength strength to strength and Oh, I could, uh, Friday was one of the... Fr- Thursday and Friday was two of my best days of my life. 
Really, wow. Uh, so, how much do you buy into the strength of this year's Gold Cup form? You know, Clendon's elbow probably not, not a clear stayer, presenting Percy finishing lame and therefore disappointing. Bells Hill never went a yard. I, I was half expecting them to find something up with Bells Hill. That wasn't, that wasn't his true running. Kenboy getting no further than the first. Nate, Native Rivers just probably being found out as not, you know, he took advantage of a heavy ground gold cup this year. In in a normal year, he probably doesn't quite have the zip to be a top class horse over two miles. How much do you buy into the form? Because you can throw stones at it. You can't, but you can look at it this way. He's beat Bristol Demai, who won the Betfair chase. That's very, very strong form, we know. Them five that lined up in that race was a solid race. Native River has run his race, I think. I think Native River has put up a very, very good performance. Yeah, he's not underperformed. Annabelle Fly has done what he did last year and run on, and this time got second instead of third. Perfectly acceptable. Clandizobo, we all knew Clandizobo wasn't going to stay 3-2. Well, I did, certainly. It, a flat track three miles definitely suits him. We all knew that. Elegant Escape, not good enough. He, he's he's not a Group 1 horse. Yeah. Uh, Yalarenki's, there you go, Yalarenki. Presenting Percy, not had the perfect preparation, and obviously something's gone amiss, but he he came to the races last year as an RSA winner and very impressive, and obviously has had knocks since, but he's beat presenting... Album, I, I think Album, this form of this race is unreal, and no one's giving the credit Album for deserves. I, I, I agree with you, Jimbo. I agree with you. I wasn't with him. Although I did say right on the very first podcast, this year's Gold Cup winner is an Irish horse having his first crack at it. Yeah. By that, I thought Bells Hill. <laughs> By that, I thought Bells Hill, Kenborn. Presenting, presenting Percy. But to be fair, Hannibal Fly was included. Uh, sorry, Album Photo was included in that group, and I would have given him an each way squeak. I, I agree. I think the form stacks up here. I think Bristol Demise ran to form. I think Native Rivers ran to form. Hannibal Fly has not got anywhere near the amount of credit he's deserved over the past couple of years. He's not put up a single pool performance in the past two and a half seasons. And again, in a normal year, he'd be an overwhelming favourite for a Grand National. But we've got the Tiger. Uh, look, you, you, there were disappointments in behind. Kemboy is still almost an unknown you know was his win at Leopardstown that Christmas I mean if that was Kemboy you know if if Kemboy can run to that level consistently consistently, we've got a serious horse Bells Hill nothing went to plan and Percy I mean look my, 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 my line of thinking was was from watching the RSA if presenting Percy you know, put up the same level of performance as he did when he won the RSA last season, he'd have won this race. On, on the form line of Album Photo, but things just haven't been right. But if you, if you look at it this way, both Album Photo and Presenting Percy have had one run this season. Yeah. So there's, there's near enough... No, you couldn't say that Presenting Percy ran over hurdles, Album Photo ran over fences, but Album Photo has obviously progressed more than Presenting Percy. Uh I, I, I'm not sure whether I could say that, Jim. And I'm, I think I, if they were to have round two next season, or even this season, I know presenting Percy's out for the season now, but I still think Albion Photo will win. 
I could see where you're coming from. I, 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 do you know what I, mean? I, I it wouldn't. I'd probably still tentatively go with Percy at his best, but he'd be tentative, and he's certainly now got more questions to answer than Album Photo. And next year's Cheltenham Gold Cup, especially with the RSA that we've just had, lost in those lost in translation, even Deffy Desai possibly in there. Album Photo's obviously got another season. They'll probably try again with Clandy Zorbo, Bristol. All, all this field will probably nigh on run again, barring probably Thistlecrack. Manila Rocco. And Mike Bite, who will go for the uh, Ryanair, I think, next year, because he obviously didn't stay. We'll all lump on Manila Rocco 500 to 1 for next year's Gold Cup. But Come I, on, the boy. I, I think Albion Photo is the real standard setter, and especially when the ground's got soft in it, I'd love to see him properly campaign next year, because this year's obviously been. That sort of year where the ground's just been good, and he's obviously wants soft ground, yeah. and he's been seen to his best effect. Well, here. like we say, with Pentland Hills, the breeding ground of Plumpton. Yeah. Tr- album photo from Tremor to Cheltenham Gold Cup glory, Jim. I'd I'd just like to say, again, I know I've done we've done a lot of talking about presenting Percy on this podcast, and I'm doing a lot of talking about him now. I just have to say, I'm I'm not you. I'm not using his prep as an excuse. Yeah. Because. It's the same as he's had the same as album photo. They both only had one run this season, and I think the goal has actually worked out fairly well. You know, but the Poms ran fourth, ran fourth in the Sayers hurdle. You know, Kiltovic's been smashed in the uh, the Coral Cup. Oh yeah, but Kiltovic is never been a consistent horse. I, I, I don't think the Galmoy was a bad race. Presenting Percy. You know, he's come back lame. He's obviously picked up an injury. That wasn't him at his best. You know, he's still... A f- you know, even... He's still one of the most exciting horses in training, if not the most exciting, because watch the RSA. Watch what he was doing to Album for all last season. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, just like to say, might bite... Went well for a for a fair way, but has just kind of he's not been the same horse this season. Nico looked after him, didn't he? With one to jump, he pulled him up, which was com- completely the correct thing. He was tired, he'd run his race, and he showed a sparkle of his old self. And I think that the Ryanair target next season would be perfectly acceptable. Fissile crack pulled up as well. Where do you go from here with him? Uh Hunter chasing. I, I think something like the Betway Bowl would. I, I could see him running a good race in that. Yeah. If, if he went for it. Back to back to a flattish track. Yeah, back to a flatter track, three miles. I think I think that suit that'll suit him a lot more than. I'd love to see him go back over hurdles. But Paisley Park versus Fistlecrack, who wins, Jimbo? Uh, Paisley Park. What yeah, would you say? I'd I'd be with you on Paisley Park there. I'd I'd be completely with you. Uh, Bells Hill just never went a yard. Never looked himself. No. Never travelling. Didn't didn't jump well. There'll be other days for him. Uh, I don't really think you can make excuses for anything else. Shattered love just isn't good enough at this level. No, definitely Red got brought down, which was unfortunate. I would have quite liked to see him stay on his feet and run the full race, even though I don't think he would have been anywhere near. Yeah, and Yalorenki's in the Grand National. I don't think he put up a bad a bad audition for that, although they might be going to the Grand Steeplechase to Paris with him. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting. I, I'd quite like him if he was to go there. I, I think he'd have a massive shout in the National. Mm. I really do. I really do. Uh, the St James's Place Fox Hunter Challenge Cup Open Hunters Chase has gone to a proper point-to-pointer. 
Hazel Hill, Alex Edwards, trained by Ten out of ten here for you. You've had the one-two here. I've had the one-two. Shantou Flyer, Jimbo, laughing at me. Laughing at me for backing Shantou Flyer after his absolutely abysmal seasonal reappearance where he was beaten by Hazel Hill. I mean, the one-two, Jimbo. Yes, Lewis Tomlinson, hunter-chase expert. I, I can't describe I, I have no opinion on this race. I, uh, I'm I'm glad for Alex Edwards and Philip Rowley. They've got a nice point to play at. I'm glad that it's gone to a trainer who's not a Gordon Elliott or a Enna Bolger. He's gone to a proper trainer who trains point-to-pointers and thoroughly deserved, and that's all my opinion. I don't really have care about this race if I'm being brutally honest I thought it was I thought it was a, I thought it was an exciting race I, I quite like my hunter chases I, I love seeing all old boys you know back out in the, in, in the new sphere uh, you know there was some formerly good horses in this Haymount was you know favourite for the National Hunt Chase at one point Southfield Fieta was second in an RSA you know Cade de Burley has won God knows how many decent races around Cheltenham in the past uh, so I do enjoy getting to see all the old boys back out for their new connections. Pasha de Polder pulled up and what a legend he's been. That was his last race. Happy retirement to him. He, he's been a thoroughly enjoyable horse to watch throughout the years. He, he's basically been around since I started watching National Hunt Racing. Retiring at the age of 12 after two Fox Hunter wins and did the right thing in pulling up and... Hopefully they'll have a nice retirement. Yeah, great, great, great horse. But well done to Alex Edwards. Well done to Hazel Hill as well, who I think is probably comfortably the best one to chase her around at the minute. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Manila Rindo went off a 50-1 to winner, but he wasn't even the biggest prize winner of the day. Croco Bay, 12 years of age. Keelan Woods and Ben Chase wins the Grand Annual. Well, punters were bemused after this race. They, they'd taken all the money on the Thursday and by this stage on Friday afternoon, late on, Croco Bay, near enough. Had to fend off the challenge, well, yeah. challenge in air quotes of Bundoran. He really doesn't want to win, does he, Bundoran? He's, he's, he's almost a single farm payment. And well, that's, well that's, that was a quote on the uh, f- final furlong podcast, wasn't it? That him and, him and single farm payment go smoking right back at bike sheds oh. together just to wind Tom George up. The pair of them. I like Bundoran though. I, I, I love a horse who's a little bit of a prat sometimes. Crockle <laughs> uh, Bay, he's ran well in this race in the past though. Yeah, he's 12 now, and I obviously thought he's 12. He's probably got no, nothing left, no juice left in his mark. But he obviously won. I thought he won well in the end, and the rumours he's going to punch his tack. Lovely. Which is nice for Ben Case to have a, a, a decent. Chance yeah. going into support support any any English trainers who bring a horse to Punchestown. Good on you. Yeah, you know it it, it, it gives something extra to the festival. Uh, my handicap nap, not another muddle. Uh, just finished fifth, but never really looked like winning. Mm. If I'm honest, uh, Jimmy like mine's eye was nowhere pulled up. He, he him and Gino Trail, my two. Throws in this race were absolutely nowhere. Gino Trail didn't look himself. He didn't jump very well. He's an old man now. And when you make them errors, he can't get back to it. And he was pulled up obligedly. And I, I'm, I, I love Gino Trail. And if, if there's ever an opportunity to go and find him somewhere, I will, I will get a picture of him. You'll get a picture of him, feed him a big polo. Is it? Yeah. G, Gino is a don, isn't he? Gino is an absolute don. Uh, 
th- th- I don't think there's too much more to say about Lugan Daniel, really, because we're not looking at this in terms of, you know, a, a handicapper who might progress into being a graded horse. But that's the joy of the handicaps. You get to see the, the grand old stages. Coco Bay's been around for a long time, and he has been quite a likeable horse for a long time, and it's great to see him win the biggest race of his career. Yeah. You know, at, uh, at the Cheltenham Festival, and the last race uh, of the day, Gamble landed 20 to 1. We tipped early doors out for the Martin Pipe. Obliges at fives. I hope everyone who listened to the handicap preview was on that. Me and Jim were both mad keen on this one and he pulled it off. The class act in the race, the group horse in the handicap, winning to give Joseph O'Brien. Joseph some, O'Brien? Oh, sorry. Somewhat of a, you know, somewhat of a, after the awful circumstances surrounding Sir Eric, something to put a smile back onto his face. Today, John Joe O'Neill Jr. in the saddle as well. First Cheltenham Festival winner for him. Yeah. Two sons of two legends. He's an absolute steal for £5, John Joe O'Neill. Oh, yeah. And I say they're both, they're both doing very, very well off, the, off, off their own backs nowadays. Yeah, very, very well. We've, we really were hot on early doors and he's, he's won impressively. Uh, he's stay, I always knew. He, he's got niggled around the bend and then... Jostling for position, and I, I think if Donna Milo was to ride Dallas to Pictons again, he'd ride him certainly differently. Uh, he cruised on the bridle, and then early doors was already being full challenge next to him with a furlong to go, and he powered past him. I think early doors was a graded horse in a handicap, and I won't rule out Dallas to Pictons. I think this race is is fairly strong. I, oh, I like yeah. the first, second, and third a lot, and if even if you go back Champagne, Carton, Cool, Anley, they're solid. Probably this this level horses, but Cool Anley's won a grade two, I think. So the, the form's there. I, I really like this race, uh, and I think early doors certainly could have a lot more to come. Yeah, I, I, I think they're talking about going chasing with early doors next season because they, they tend to think he'll struggle off a mark of one of, of, of in the 150s. The, there's always a few nice ones come out of the Martin Pipe, though, especially it's always interesting to see which one's Jigginstown running this. They have the second and third Dallas they picked on and Deffy Blur. I mean, they've they've won it with nice horses in the past. Don Pole, Sir Deschamps. I'm not going to include Blow by Blow. <laughs> slow uh, by slow. Slow by slow. Yeah, but y- you, c- you can both see Dallas they picked on and Deffy Blur making up into decent enough chasers. Cartwright's uh, on a cracker, yeah, I think. as well. Cartwright's come... He was the one I was going to mention. I, I really like Cartwright. He was a really good horse on the flat and then... He went maiden hurdling, novice hurdling, and he has improved even more. And I think he, he travelled really well. He didn't really get a clear run, and he didn't jump the last very well. But he, in the end, he was well held. And But he's a horse that I do like, Cartwright, and I want to keep in the tracker, I yeah, think. Yeah, he finished, he, he finished sixth, but he did well to finish sixth. Because yeah. not, not, not very many things went right for him in the race. Speaking about the jockeys as well, I say this is a conditional jockey's hurdle and the riders of the first four home are all names to follow, certainly. John Joe Jr., Don O'Myla, Connor Brazil and Rex Dingle. I think Rex Dingle's absolutely quality and I think think he's got a massive future. Yeah, I'm also a massive fan of Fergus Gregory. He rides a lot. Cartwright. He rides a lot for Ollie Murphy and he's fully worth his claim. Yeah, good shout there, Jimbo. Uh, Right, your performance of... 
the last two days of the Cheltenham Festival, Jimbo? Without a doubt, Paisley Park. Uh, and that's not just because of financial interest. I thought it was a magnificent performance for him to come storming up that outside rail and absolutely hose up. And I'm, I'm chuffed to pieces for the owner, trainer and jockey. Yeah, for me, the one I probably gained the most pleasure from was Sura Delac. Uh, in the in the handicap, the brown advisory plate, I'm a sucker for a front run around Cheltenham. And a hardy game horse. You know, look, it, it, it takes a serious amount of consistency and mentality from horse to have won six of his last seven. I've got all the time in the world for Sura Delac, although... I think me and you both both must admit that Brian Eon Frodon. I was going to say one of the moments of the year. Yeah, moments of the decade, moment of the century, possibly. That was iconic. Yeah, iconic. That is the that is the exact word to use, Jim. Absolutely iconic, Brian Eon Frodon. Uh, we will be back next week. We should be recording the general Aintree preview on Tuesday, and we might have the forty runner Grand National runner by runner one. Out on Monday, just depends what time the five-day decks come out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a key. We don't, we don't want to be analysing 15 horses who don't turn up. <laughs> uh, but those will both be out next week, definitely. Uh, keep, keep an eye out for them. We hope you've enjoyed listening. We hope we've picked you plenty of winners over the week, over the weekend and over the course of the season. Uh, you know, Jimbo's had some belters with Paisley Park and Albion Photo. So I hope you've all been on board. Uh, thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you all again very soon see you later